When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, welcome, Crypto Fam, to pod episode 1191. Today is my birthday, so make some noise in the live chat. In today's show, Bitcoin is already in its next bull market cycle, according to Dan Moorhead of Pantera Capital. I'll be breaking down the latest technical analysis. Also in today's show, U.S. lawmakers question the SEC chairman, Gary Gensler, on the timing of SBF's arrests. Also in today's show, Kraken CEO Jesse Powell calls on Congress to protect the U.S. crypto industry following settlement with the SEC over their staking program. Also in today's show, Paxos is now under investigation by U.S. authorities. I'll be breaking down this latest report as well as Bitcoin NFT ordinals boost taproot adoption by a thousand percent thus far this year in quarter one of 2023. Also in today's show, Bitcoin to explode by over 70% before a very fast reversal occurs, according to crypto analyst Mikhail Vendepop. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome to everyone just tuning in to today's live show, a Crypto News Alerts podcast episode number 1191. I am your host, JV, and today is February 11th, 2023. Make some noise. Let's start by checking out the overall crypto market. As you can see here, we're finally pumping back in the green with Bitcoin up about 0.4% for the day, trading at around 21700 We have Ether pretty dead even, still maintaining above $1,500, while Binance Coin, XRP, Cardano, and many of the top alts are currently pumping and in the green after a pretty healthy correction over the past 48 hours. And checking out CoinMarketCap.com, you can see the current crypto market cap still maintaining just above that trillion dollar milestone, but barely with about 42 billion in volume in the past 24 hours with the Bitcoin dominance at 41.4% and the Ether dominance at 18.4%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours, we have Mina leading the pack up about 24%, trading at $1.05, followed by Rose up 13.5%, trading at 6.8 cents, followed by Hedera up 13%, trading at 8 0.7 cents and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week. Only a handful, including GRT up 60%, AGIX up 57%, and Mina up 25% with BGB, which I don't even know what that is, up 77.7%. But as you can see, the majority of the alts correcting pretty drastically and in the red and checking out the crypto greed and fear index one of my favorite indicators you can see we're currently rated a 49 neutral yesterday was a 48 last week a 58 in greed and last month a 30 in fear so there you have it welcome again to everyone just tuning in how many of you took advantage of the dip 
That's what I did for my birthday. Just saying, keep stacking them stats. Let's check out the latest from Pantera Capitals, Dan Moorhead. Bitcoin is beginning its seventh bull cycle and investors should not be scared of the crypto post FTX, according to Pantera Capital. In its latest blockchain letter, February 8th, the asset management firm CEO, Dan Moorhead, predicted that 2023 would be the year of rebuilding trust. With the Bitcoin price action retracing slightly after gaining 40% in January, which was the best January for the past decade for the King Crypto, some market participants still insist that new macro lows are due across crypto assets. While the timing for such scenarios varies, consensus remains absent from when it comes on how the market will rebound. But for Moorhead, the time to flip bullish on crypto is already here. Quitting him here, Pantera has been through 10 years of Bitcoin cycles, and I have traded through 35 years of similar cycles. I believe that blockchain assets have seen the lows that we are in the next bull market cycle, regardless of what happens in the interest rate sensitive asset classes. Now, how many of you agree with Dan Moorhead? Let me know in the comments below. That perspective differs from the majority in casting aside the debate over crypto price correlation with risk assets such as equities. As Cointelegraph continues to report, this forms the backbone of some other prognosis for 2023. Moorhead argued that the drawdown from Bitcoin's latest all-time highs have placed the market well within its historical context. Despite dipping below its previous bull market all-time high after the FTX debacle in November, November 2022, quoting him here, the decline from November 2021 to November 2022 was the median of the typical cycle. This is the only bear market to more than completely wipe out the previous bull market. In this case, given back 136% of the previous rally, the median downdraft has been 307 days and the previous bear market was 376. The median downtrend has been negative 73% downdraft and the latest bear market ended at negative 77%. So going forward, a trend change will ensue with Bitcoin on its way to fresh record highs. Send it. Now we're talking. Let's freaking go. As he shares here, I think we are done with that in the beginning of a grind higher. I hope he is right. And similar optimism was directed at the decentralized finance space with Pantera nonetheless positioning for a year, a rebuilding trust and centralized finance first and foremost. This would be necessary, Moorhead claimed, in light of last year's multiple corporate failures, which precipitated the crypto bear market as shared here. Check it. 2022 was a year of booms and major busts, especially as it pertains to centralized finance. In the span of a few months, the world saw three arrows capitals collapse. Doquan's Luna disintegrate and Voyager Digital go bankrupt as well as SBF's FTX empire shatter. What did all of these events have in common? The headlines like to suggest that it was crypto or Web3 that failed, but in fact, it was a combination of bad actors, skirting lines and jurisdictions without clear regulations. That's right, Gensler. 2022 was the year of breaking rules and failing. I believe 2023 is the year that entices instead to follow the rules and enjoy the rewards for doing so. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Dan Moorhead. And do you think that this bull cycle has already began? Let me know in the comments below, because as we know, we have a Bitcoin having around the corner next year in 2024. And with that being shared, speaking of Gary Gensler and the corruption of the SEC, that leads us to our next story of the day. U.S. lawmakers questioned the SEC chairman on timing of SBF's arrest. That's right. Two members of the U.S. House of Financial Services Committee call out the SEC Chairman Gary Gensler regarding the timing of the charges filed against FTX founder Bankman-Fried based on his scheduled appearance hearing. Do you think this is a coincidence? 
I think not. February 10th notice, committee chair Patrick McHenry and Representative Bill, who chairs the Oversight and Investigation Subcommittee, said the timing of SBS charges and arrests in the Bahamas raised serious questions about the SEC's process and cooperation with the Department of Justice. The two lawmakers called on Gensler to provide records and communications from the SEC's Division of Enforcement, his office, and between the agency and the Justice Department related to SBS charges from November 2nd to February 9th. Good for them. I'd love to see this as well. Bankman Freed had been scheduled to testify before a House of Financial Services Committee hearing December 13th, exploring the collapse of crypto exchange FTX. However, the former FTX CEO was arrested in the Bahamas. What a coincidence. In accordance with the extradition agreement with the U.S., the Justice Department charged Bankman Freed with eight criminal counts, including wire fraud, while the SEC of the uh, CFTC had filed several civil suits against the former CEO, quoting them here, since Gary Gensler won't abide by his own policies to come and talk, the House GOP will hold him accountable. Good for them. I think that's a definitely a good sign. Now, McHenry also requested Gensler provide the info no later than February 23rd. That gives him, what, another one to two weeks. The SEC chairman faced additional scrutiny this week following the agency announcing a settlement with Kraken with in which the exchange agreed to stop offering stake and services for programs in the U.S. and also got fined, what, it was like $30 million. Now, with Bankman Freed's absence, FTX CEO John Ray was the sole witness at the December committee hearing, but the Senate Banking Committee also probed FTX bubble burst in its own hearing on December 14th. The Banking Committee has scheduled an additional hearing on the crypto crash of 2022 to occur on Valentine's Day, February 14th, three days from now. How do you think this is likely to play out? Do you think SEC Chairman Gary Gensler will have any harsh consequences such as losing his job, going to jail, or being fined for criminal activity for collusion? Let me know how you feel. And with that being shared, now let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss the cracking CEO and what he has to say against the SEC because as you know, his company just had to pay a $30 million fine and I'd be all upset as hell as well with what has been going on. Kraken CEO Jesse Powell urged Congress to pass a law to protect the domestic crypto industry on Thursday after the U.S. SEC charged his crypto trading platform over a staking service. The Kraken boss tweeted the following, Congress must act to protect the domestic crypto industry and U.S. consumers who will now be going offshore to obtain services no longer available in the U.S. And as a part of the settlement with the regulator, Kraken agreed to end its crypto staking program for U.S. citizens and pay $30 million in disgorgement, prejudgment, interest, and civil penalties. What in the world does the SEC do with that money? They're probably going to use it to shake down more good actors in the space, believe it or not. That's just my opinion, but it seems to be that way. What are your thoughts? Kraken clarified in a blog post on Thursday, staking services for non-U.S. clients will continue uninterrupted. Non-U.S. clients can continue to stake and unstake assets as well as automatically earn and stake rewards as well. Here's the thing. Think about this logically. Do you think they really care about investors when you can walk into any casino, lose your life savings, and they'll flick you off and say, F you? You think they can care less about you losing money in crypto? No, they're just protecting their legacy banking system. It is what it is, fam. Following the security watchdog's enforcement action over Kraken's staking program, SEC Commissioner Hester Pierce issued a statement, and shout out to Hester Pierce, disagreeing and dissenting from her agency's action, a paternalistic and 
lazy regulator settles on a solution like the one in this settlement do not initiate a public process to develop a workable registration process that provides valuable information to investors, just shut it down, she wrote. I think she makes a great point. Responding to the commissioner's peer statement, Powell tweeted, some guidance would be appreciated. He added that the SEC's approach of this is wrong, but I won't tell you how to do it right. Want to find out if X works? Try it. See what happens. Does not help the crypto industry or consumers. We are aren't anti-regulation, but we need a clear path to operate, he stressed. And the Kraken executive opined the following, I honestly hope that somebody proves in court that there is a legal, user-friendly version of custodial staking that can be offered to U.S. consumers. It'll be brutal, lengthy, expensive fight, and a massive distraction, but the industry and the USA will be extremely grateful. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding the SEC targeting them and slapping them with a $30 million fine and not allowing staking to exist for U.S. consumers? Do you think they are genuinely trying to protect you? Meanwhile, you could do staking at the local bank and receive a fraction of a fraction of 1% interest on your money. That's okay. But no, you can't receive 20% staking rewards from a company that's been around for the past decade and has shown that they are a reputable exchange in the industry. I mean, you can't make this stuff up, folks. But with that being shared, now let's dive into the latest with Paxos, which is the next likely target by the SEC. Check it out. Paxos has been trying to secure a national trust bank charter for a while now. There have been rumors that the firm has been denied the aforementioned license, which it actually denied, quoting Paxos Global here. To clarify speculation, Paxos has not been asked to withdraw its application for a national trust bank charter from the OCC, nor has it been denied the charter. Paxos continues to work constructively with the OCC. Nevertheless, it seems trouble might be brewing for the New York-based crypto company. Here's the investigation that launched. As the crypto company headquartered in New York, Paxos Trust is regulated by the New York State Department of Financial Services. The watchdog provides locally based firms with a bit license, which is mandatory for companies wishing to operate in their jurisdiction. Any stablecoin related operations must fully comply with their stablecoin related guidance, which was issued in the wake of Terra USD's collapse, along with all the other regulatory directives. And in exchange, the New York watchdog also gains regulatory insights into these businesses and dealings. Recently, they launched a probe into the Paxos dealings, although the exact scope of the investigation is currently unclear. A spokesperson for Paxos refused to comment on the investigation itself, stating that it is still ongoing. However, they did affirm that they're in the constant communication with regulators regardless of the ongoing investigations. Quoting them here, the department is in continuous contact with regulated entities to understand vulnerabilities and risk to consumers and the institutions themselves from the crypto market volatility we're experiencing. Now, it's worth noting that although Paxos is perhaps best known for running Binance's stablecoin, it also has its own USD-backed stablecoin, as well as a gold-backed crypto and a crypto exchange, which is ItBit. Now, therefore, the investigation at hand may be completely unrelated to BUSD or even stablecoins. In general, when reached for comment, Binance reaffirmed that BUSD is one of the most transparent stablecoins in existence and is fully backed. Quoting them here, BUSD is back one-to-one stablecoin 
that is one of the most transparent stablecoins in existence. Now, Binance also stated it will continue to monitor the situation Paxos has gotten involved in with clarify circumstances if necessary. Nevertheless, both Binance and Paxos have remained tight-lipped on the subject of investigation, will likely continue to do so unless absolutely necessary as a crypto count or a crackdown continues. It is also important to note that the investigation does not mean any wrongdoing has actually occurred. If the probe proves that no mischief has taken place, it can actually be considered a proof of a company's strict adherence to the rules. But how do you think it'll likely play out for Paxos and their stablecoin? Let me know in the comments right down below. And now let's discuss some pretty cool news for Bitcoin adoption, and that's Taproot, which has been surging like a mofo with their NFTs. That's right. The rise of Bitcoin NFT ordinals is one of the fascinating developments on the leading blockchain thus far this year. It has correlated with an increase in the adoption of Taproot processing transactions. Data from Dune Analytics shows that Taproot adoption has gone from being used in less than 2% of all Bitcoin transactions to reaching a peak of almost 10% on February 10th. Let's go. This represents an increase of 1,000% and is largely due to the rise of Bitcoin NFT ordinals. How many of you have, you know, got involved in NFTs before and especially with Bitcoin NFTs? Let me know. And what are your thoughts about using them? These unique NFTs use the witness function in transactions to include additional data expressed in a hexadecimal system. With this, block sizes can be increased above the standard one megabyte limit to four megabytes, allowing minters to add images, audio, and even games to the NFTs. And you can see the adoption going parabolic definitely a good indicator. Now, since the end of January, Ordinal's NFT has been on the rise. Despite being around since December, around 53,000 of these tokens have already been issued on the Bitcoin blockchain in less than two weeks. Let's go. And according to data from Dune Analytics, February 9th represented the day with the most Ordinal's minted, which about 21,000 new tokens. Most of them, about 21,000, included images. There are also 136 videos, two apps, and two audio files, while the rest only had text. Now in 2021, Bitcoin underwent a major update known as Taproot, which improved scalability and privacy for Bitcoin users. And with Taproot, Bitcoin users can spend less time and resources verifying transactions. And it also supports smart contracts as well as other sophisticated layers within Bitcoin. Taproot is expected to impact how many people use and interact with Bitcoin significantly. And it seems to be doing its job as several projects are already utilizing the technology. It's expected that Taproot adoption will significantly increase the use of NFTs. By allowing users to transfer ownership of digital assets quickly, Taproot makes it much more convenient for people to engage in NFT transactions. And additionally, Taproot makes it possible to create more sophisticated smart contracts, which could lead to more advanced NFTs. And furthermore, the increased privacy provided by Taproot will likely make NFTs more secure and trustworthy. So there you have it. How many of you have got involved in NFTs and or ordinals or any of the like, let me know in the comments and what are your thoughts and do you feel this mass adoption will likely continue throughout 2023? I'll let you boy. And with that being shared now for the moment we have all been waiting for, let's discuss a very optimistic $40,000 prediction here in the short term. Let's break this down. 
Shall we? Check it out. Popular crypto analyst and trader, shout out to Mikhail Benet Pop, is updating his outlook on the King Crypto over the coming weeks and months. He tells his 163,000 YouTube subs in a new video the Bitcoin could trade in the range for a while before rallying to a price up to 40 G's, baby. According to the popular analyst and trader, the 37,000 to 40,000 price level is where most of the investors and traders with open positions in Bitcoin are likely to close their positions, possibly in the second quarter of 2023. Quoting him here, I think that the take profit price will start to take place around 29,000 and most likely 37 to 40,000. I think that this entire run and now we have got the sideways period, which can just last for a few weeks before you can start running again. This run towards 37 to $40,000 is most likely going to take place in quarter two. I cannot freaking wait. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analysts. With Bitcoin currently trading at around 22,700 at this time, the 37 to 40 40,000 target would be an increase of at least 70%. Van Day Pop says a sharp trend reversal will occur before the bull cycle and subsequent price action can really get rolling, quitting him here. And then we have yet another fast correction taking place before the entire bull cycle starts to take off. And to watch this video he did entitled, Bitcoin ready to rally to $40,000 and should you buy altcoins, check the show notes below the video in the description. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the crypto analysts. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.